Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another live stream. And today we got a Monday mukbang going on today because it's Monday and it's time for mukbang. It is August 24th, 2020. How's everybody doing? It is hot here in Iowa. I got to tell you that. Um, it is super humid. I mean, not that hot. I think we're, I think we are in the nineties today. The humidity level is pretty high and it's just not that pleasant to be outside. So I'm glad to be inside. Uh, today we're going to do, uh, walking tacos. Uh, at least the style that I'm aware of and I'm familiar with here in Iowa. Although I'm doing a vegetarian kind of twist on it. They're not going to be vegan, but they will be vegetarian. And I am missing a key ingredient shredded iceberg lettuce. We had some earlier, but then we had a taco night here at the house. It wasn't a walking taco night, it was just a regular taco night. And so uh, I think we used it all then, but I still think we'll get the idea across. How's everybody doing today? We've got Terrence Huey here, JC. <laughs> he says, is this where we learn about ambulatory tacos? Yes, the tacos are, are walking. Uh, Terrence Huey says, trotting tacos. Yeah. Um, Martha says, it's the place to be for a weird mile fuel. For sure, for sure. Louis Becerra is here as well. Chris Dyke. Uh, let's see. Laney A. Ozenfant Backstros. Good to see you. Frankel Huller says, it's chili roasting season here in the Hatch slash Mesilla Valley. I can smell them. That's, that sounds amazing. That sounds just absolutely fantastic. Um, Rainrunners here. Mark Chancoco. Louis M. Yeah, it can't be the walking taco. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's, I mean, true walking taco purists will probably roll their eyes at what I'm about to do. But I'm trying to give you kind of like the gist uh, of it. So we can kind of just share that experience. And I would be very curious to see what are some of your regional differences that you guys might be experiencing where you are. I think probably the most like obvious one will be that some people use Fritos, which I've not, I've seen that in Illinois. I've never seen that in Iowa as far as I've seen. I mean, I haven't been all over the state and you know what? I've never even been to the state fair, but as far as my travels go in this state, my experience in this state, I've only seen uh, Doritos or generic red nacho cheese flavored tortilla chips. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Stevie76 is here, says, yo, what's going on? My mom's here. Hi, mom. Hopefully you guys are doing okay. Uh, Guy is here. Tony Yu. Um, let's see. Tony Yu says, from a guy who's owned the Peg 36 and 37 so far for running, what would you make for a waterproof shoe for the winter? Well, there probably will be a 37 shield, so that's something to look into. So if you're, the, the shield is typically good for like chilly, wet conditions. You can run in the snow in it. I've definitely run in a lot of snow miles in the shields, but they're not like fully like winterized shoes. They are like weatherized shoes. So it's not as like intense. I just saw, and I, talk, I think I talked about it yesterday, the Peg 30, the Peg Trail 2, Gore-Tex just released or images are out uh, and that looks like a nice shoe. That's something that I would wear if it's like super cold, icy, slushy, like conditions are super gross. That's what I would look at. So those would, those would be some that I'd recommend for you if, you if you're liking the PEG 36 and the 37. All right, and his Dunbar's here. Uh, Abel Garcia says, where's the hot sauce? This is an Iowa walking taco. There is no hot sauce. Let me go over the ingredients for today. So. I've tried to make it like all pretty, like a like a cooking show, but the 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 salsa is running around a little bit, so it's kind of gross. So we've got shredded mild cheddar cheese, that's traditional. Um, then we've got some salsa, which I'm using like Fronteras. I'm using like a, a, a salsa that I really like. 
that is a mild flavor. Usually it's like basically like the Tostitos brand mildest of the mild that you can find. I mean, the thing is these are usually served at like potlucks, like like gatherings, like picnics where lots of kids are. So like the flavors are usually pretty mild. Then there's a lot of sour cream and then there's supposed to be like ground beef. Uh, but I have like uh, some sweet potatoes that we cooked for the last uh, taco night. And then the key ingredient is a little bag of Doritos. So the way that you do it, where did I put those scissors? So you take the bag, you could just open it from the top like a normal person, but like the dimensions of this are slightly such that it's a little bit wider if you go this way. So a lot of people will cut them open from the side. You don't have to do the cutting method. I've done it just open the bag from the regular top before. And so now you've got like a little pocket for your Doritos and then you crush them which is like almost blasphemous to me as far as I'm concerned, but that's what you do because um, I hate crushed chips. So you got that. And then we're gonna start loading in our ingredients. We'll do that. So I'll start with, uh, you know, my fake ground beef. So this is the sweet potatoes that I diced and fried up with some, uh, basically like some like taco, like seasoning mix. So we'll get that in there. And then we'll normally, then I would put the shredded lettuce on top. I don't have any. Then we'll go with some salsa, throw it in the bag. As much sour cream as you could fit in there, it's like a lot. It's definitely a lot. And then we'll get all the cheese in there too. So this is very awkward to do on a camera. And here, and there it is. It's a walking taco. And then you serve it like this, like you give it to someone like, like this. You just hand them a bag with a fork in it. And that's how you eat it. And then some people like stir it around a little bit, but you kind of like dig through and um, yeah, enjoy. I didn't get any Doritos in that bite. And that's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Sweet potatoes as the filling works really well with a walking taco. I mean, I thought about like, maybe I'll make like a fancier version, like, cause we have some black beans that I just made in the instant pot last night. I was thinking about putting that, but like, no, I've already changed it up by putting sweet potatoes and like a, a little bit of a spicier salsa in it. So I'm going to try to stay true to it as much as I can. The other things that I've seen is people using taco sauce instead of, or in conjunction with salsa. I've also seen just diced tomatoes. So like just completely eliminate any possibility of spice by just dicing tomatoes. That's the other, other way to go with it. So, cheers. Hopefully you guys um, have seen something like this before, but if you haven't, you're welcome. <laughs> so, um, let's see, Daniel Kang says, uh, my, my best friend growing up was named Daniel Kang. Uh, so Daniel Kang says, I'm a beginner runner and seems that I supinate and have shin splints. I already missed that runner's high. Hmm. Sorry to hear about that. But if it is shin splints, uh, I mean, ice and Advil is the only things that I can really say. Uh, it'll get better over time. So hopefully you can get back into it. But I definitely understand the pain of like wanting to be able to run more and your body slowing you down for sure. All right. Um, Corey Allen says, oh, I love it. I think Corey Allen's going to tell me some regional differences. Um, where'd it go? 
I'm way behind because I spent so much time talking. But let's see. Um, Coriolan says, in Wisconsin, we would just deep fry the walking tacos for the state fair. <laughs> I thought that was going to be legit. But that's so funny. That's so funny. Um, very cool. Uh, Lewis Cameron's here. He says, hey, Co, what's going on? Uh, and he says, hey, everyone. And hi, Mom. Awesome. Guy says, is the SL20 going on sale because a new version is out soon? Can't see how a shoe that good is so cheap. I think we, I think that's, uh, we, I mean, I know a lot of you have mentioned it before, but there have been so many mentions of the SL20 that we got to get some of that word of the day sound in there. But that, that's the thing, guy. It's been on sale for forever. It's been on sale basically since it comes out, since it came out um, earlier this year. Sorry, I'm going to make a lot of noise while I eat this. Um... I, there's not a new version coming out. They just keep making new ones and then discounting the less new ones. But there's nothing wrong with the shoe. It's not going... I mean, maybe it's going away. Maybe there's not more inventory. But I really like it. I, I keep thinking maybe there's something wrong with them. Maybe they're, like something happened uh, that they got to get rid of them. But then like the new versions come out. Like the Summer Ready versions came out. And then some collab versions came out. Um, that have suede on them, I think. So, like, collector's version. So I'm like, obviously, it's not some sort of legal thing where they need to get, get rid of inventory. It's not some commercial thing where they're trying to dump product. I just don't, I don't understand why it's always so cheap. Awesome Okmi says, what should I do if my left foot is a bit wider than the right one? I would say then when you're buying shoes, go with um, the shoe that fits with your left foot. And then on your right foot, maybe get two different thicknesses of socks so that the right foot is a thicker sock. Or if it's that big of a difference, maybe consider getting uh, aftermarket inserts for your shoe and only put one in the right just so that way it, it like fills up the shoe a little bit more. But you don't want to go too crazy with that because then like your height is going to be different in terms of like how tall you are on one side or the other. And that could lead to some injuries too. So, um, <laughs> Chris Dyke says, I now own two pairs and I paid full price like a sucker. I mean, I don't think you're a sucker. I just think, I think you mean, it means you got two pairs of shoes that are good, even at full price. Philip Vargas said, got an SL20 for $52 after all the talk. Awesome. Amazing price. Amazing price. Luis Becerra says, I regret not buying two pairs. <laughs> hey, Ferris here. Ferris says, hey, a few races have opened back up. Still a little bit hesitant to get back into doing them just yet. Any around your neck of the woods open up or rumored too soon? Uh, Ferris, there was a, a race this last weekend, if I understand correctly. I haven't seen any results from it yet, but it's a really small race. Last year, I think it only had like 40 participants. It's a marathon. And um, this year, they said they were still doing it. So, um, and they did update the website saying like they're originally going to do like phone-in registration like up to the night before, but they weren't going to be able to do that because I think they were like filled up. So, um, so there are some races going on. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not comfortable going to them yet. I think other people are going to them. You know, it, it just depends on, I guess, the county. Some counties have, like, still very few cases in this state. But overall, the state positivity rate is, like, 14% around here. So it's there's 
it's 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 floating around even in this rural community. Mmm. Mark Chancoco says, when I crush the Doritos, Mark Chancoco says he crushes the ramen like that before cooking it. I never crush the ramen noodles. I hate it when it gets crushed. Um, just like my Doritos, I like to keep them like in, as intact as possible. My dad always breaks it in half, and then he puts it in the pot. I always thought that that was a logistical issue so that they would fit in the pot better and boil. But I think he's just something he's always done. I wonder what everyone else does. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to have ramen noodles one of these times. Maybe once it's less hot here. <laughs> oh, Bub Tubs is pouring the cheese whiz. I think that probably would be really good. Like a big vat of like, um, like nuclear orange like liquid cheese. That would probably be really tasty. I don't think I've ever seen that before. But it wouldn't be surprising if I saw. It. I wouldn't be surprised though. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Yao says, sometimes I forget we cover everything on this stream. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Rainrunner says, glad you didn't use Cool Ranch. Uh, we have, like the bag of the these that my wife got, it's like half nacho and half Cool Ranch Doritos. I thought about it because I prefer Cool Ranch Doritos, but I feel like with the walking taco, you need the this, you know. Corey Allen says, these are legit walking tacos with a sweet potato coated in taco seasoning. I'm all for that. Thanks. Thanks. I've been, I've been enjoying that. I've been eating them. I mean, I, it's not like my family invented that. I've seen it in um, just other re like Mexican restaurants. Well, I don't know if they're Mexican or Tex-Mex. I've seen it in the Southwest. That's, I think, where I've seen it before and eaten it before. And then I, since then, I've been like, well, the rest of the family's having chicken. Or we used like leftover chicken and some leftover steaks that I grilled up over the past couple of days um, and reheated that with taco seasoning. And I was like, what am I going to eat? I'll get some sweet potatoes. So I thought I'd do that. Mm. <laughs> Arnold Allen says, aren't tacos already walking tacos? Um, I think when you think of like tacos al pastor, when you think about the kind of tacos where they double up the corn tortilla and they're like like the size of dollar pancakes those are walking tacos i would say because then it's just like chopped up meat onions and cilantro and lime juice like and that's it that i would consider like a walking taco tacos around here look different they're very very full like tacos around here are the reason why like what company is that ortega makes the hard shell taco with the flat bottom so you could load it up. Yeah. It's uh like tacos around here are like loaded. Basically tacos around here are like this and they're filled to the brim. Right. So like that's just how they look. So you cannot walk and eat that. Um, I mean the only kind of like walking food in that genre would be like a burrito, you know, but like around here, but like you can't like the way I've seen people make tacos around here. Mm -mm. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like taco, sa ta taco salad shoved inside like a flour tortilla. And you kind of just like try to, you take like two bites of it and then you give up and you eat it like a salad the rest of the time. That's how I typically see tacos around here. Mm. Let's see. 
Martha says about the SL20, maybe it was a prototype that they put on the market temporarily to test various elements, especially light strike, but also some materials, lacing, et cetera, to use in some other models. I could see that, but then why are they making more? You know, I guess, I mean, maybe they're like, hey, I guess people like this, let's just make more of them. Maybe that's the idea. But then the more that they make are also then on sale. So like, that's, that's like the pricing doesn't make any sense. I guess I should stop complaining because then they might stop marking them down. So I'll just keep saying this is a great shoe. I love it. And I'll go like the, end, the sentence will just end, end there. Spence Ohm says, ooh, walking taco. That's what's good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Frank Lahuler says, bet the SL21 sells for 140 bucks. I Either that or there won't be an SL21. Like this will be the one and only year of the SL and then that's it. Um, so like that, I could easily see that also happening. Them just being like, nah, we don't feel like it really sold well. It didn't catch on. We had to keep marking it down. We didn't make as much money on it. Let's just sell more solar boosts. Like, I feel like that's very easily going to be the conversation at Adidas. I have nothing to base that on. I don't know anyone at Adidas. I'm not doing an impression of anyone's voice of someone I know at Adidas, but that's just what I think. Hmm. <laughs> Samuel Hersey says, now that it is strange at the same time, uh, he says, why not? Why have I not thought that before? <laughs> uh, Stevie76 is salivating like a Pavlov dog, he says. Very funny. Very funny. All right. Um, Ryan Lawrence says, the hospital I worked at in Altoona, Pennsylvania, had walking tacos in their cafeteria. I thought I had teleported to the Midwest and nobody told me. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I've never seen walking tacos in like in like a, in like a hospital cafeteria. That would be amazing. I guess because I feel like they could crank those out. The difficult part would be like the bags, right? Because those aren't like you know buy it in like restaurant bulk kind of quality things. And then just the labor to open up all the bags would be like super annoying. I could see that. But I mean, it's no different than like another place that I see the tacos walking tacos a lot is concession stands in Iowa. There are, like, kids spend a lot of time playing extracurricular, extracurricular sports. Softball, soccer, baseball, volleyball, football, like, all, all sports all the time. It's a sports-crazy state. And anywhere you go, there's a concession stand serving not only just, like, snacks, Gatorade, Skittles, like that kind of thing, but also hot food. So I could be at a Little League game, like a kid's, like, Little League, like, not even Little League, T-Ball League, whatever, and there will be a concession stand with someone grilling up hamburgers and hot dogs. I mean, and it's a great idea because you're making money and people got to eat. I just think that people, families are so used to spending so much time at these places that they're like, well, we got to have some food. Let's, let's cook up some food and raise some money for the teams, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like a, like a formal concession. There's like a built structure, like a permanent structure with coolers and refrigeration and sinks and plumbing and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times walking tacos will, will get sold at those kinds of things too. It's pretty amazing. Also things that get sold there, sometimes they sell beer at those. I'm trying to think of, have I actually seen them sell beer or are there dads bringing, a lot of other times I've seen dads bringing cubes of bush light, which I'll also think is kind of like awesome and incredible at the same time. Rainrunner says, I'm of the unpopular opinion that Cool Ranch isn't for her. What? I think you're the first person I've ever met that says that. 
Sometimes my daughter will prefer the nacho cheese Dorito, but I don't think she doesn't like the Cool Ranch. Hmm. Um, Ilya Kim says, agreed, when we're talking about Shinarman and when you, whether you break the ramen noodles before you put them into the boiling water. She agrees that it has to be one piece. I, I, I like, I, especially since it's a round puck of like the freeze-dried noodle or whatever that process is, it fits inside the pot like perfectly. So I don't know. I just like that. And she likes hers or he likes his um, with cheese and egg. I like cheese with Ichiban. I don't like cheese with shinamen. Like if it's not a spice, if it's a spicy ramen, I don't like cheese. If it is a spicy ramen, I don't like cheese. That's that's how I like to eat it. All right, let's see. Um, <laughs> 087 says, if there's lettuce and tomato surrounded by a hard shell, it's no taco. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not gonna completely disagree with you, but um, I, I definitely can understand where you're coming from on that one. Um, Chris Dyke says, hey, Co, any interest in making a non-elite t-shirt? I know a tech tee isn't on the table, but how about a regular tee? Not a big long sleeve guy. Okay. I'll, I'll put one together. I've been meaning to put together a new Kabuzi Run Club shirt with the dragon icon on it. So I'll do that, and I'll do a non-elite tee. Well, it'll just be a regular tee, but we'll do that. John Marshall says, you mean Iowa isn't the capital of Mexican food? It's not. There is a decent Hispanic population here, but... Um, as there is like, there's always like a, a population of Asians and there's always a population of Hispanics pretty much anywhere you go. But, um, yeah, it's not a, a capital of here. It's yeah. Spicy food isn't, I mean, we're in, this area is known for like ranch dressing and mayonnaise. Although that being said, I eat way more mayonnaise than most of the Iowans that I know. So maybe I got that part wrong. Let's see. Uh, Louis Becerra said, did someone mention, mention tacos al pastor? Yeah, I mean, that's just a, it's a beautiful way to eat, right? Oh, it's so, like the whole experience is fantastic. I love it. Um, let's see. I saw a question about... Um, <laughs> Shannon says, hi, fuzzballs. I'm on a work call, so no volume for the stream. Hello. Have fun eating your tacos from a Doritos bag. And she has a vomit emoji. <laughs> That's really funny. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Um, Clark Yap says, maybe you could do a SL20 versus Beacon 2 comparison. Maybe SL220 versus Beacon 3 when I get that. But it's going to be a little while till I get the Beacon 3. I'm just kind of holding off on it for a little bit. But I'll keep that in mind. Uh, Chan Zhao says, I've been living in San Antonio, Texas for eight years. Never heard of a walking taco. That's not a huge surprise. Um, yeah, I, I mean, by no means is it supposed to be any sort of, uh, connection, culinary or cultural connection to like an actual taco, but it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun thing. I mean, the first time I ate it, I was just like, uh, appalled and enthralled and amazed is, it, it was a, it was a surreal eating experience. It, this is also a surreal eating experience. MC1796 says, I didn't even know walking tacos were a thing. 
Last time I saw something like it, it was in a video showing what an inmate would make in prison. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. Um, hilarious. I was trying to explain to my daughter the other day, not prison. I just finished that, and I kind of wish I had more. But I only brought enough for one. Um, but um, I was trying to explain to my daughter, like, different parts of the country have different kind of like typical toppings for hamburgers um, depending on when hamburgers were popular and that kind of marries to like when refrigeration proliferated in certain parts of the country and so she was just like she didn't understand that I'm like well it just depends on what you have available to you and like how you can keep your ingredients fresh so it's like convenience drives a lot of decisions and availability you know and like she sometimes has a hard time kind of like understanding like that like, you know, she's learning. Like, food comes from like place. It doesn't. All, it doesn't originate at the store. That's kind of like the second to last stop. The last stop being your house, but like the second to last stop is the store. There's a long way that it has to go, and there's like different things that are available in different parts of the country. And that's kind of related to that prison argument. But like, I was trying to think of like in prison. Do you think they would use taco? I think they would probably use taco sauce, like in a packet. They probably wouldn't have access to salsa and probably not access to diced tomatoes. But then I don't know. I've never been in prison. I don't know what the food situation's like. So. <laughs> Arnold Allen says in Texas, it's the same where there's lots of concessions to be had at kids' sporting events. The first time I saw that, I was really amazed. And it made me think that, like, maybe I didn't see it very much growing up because my parents didn't drink. But, like, I know... That where I wherever I go, it's you, alcohol is usually pretty accessible. Like grabbing a beer is usually pretty like common and not that weird. Even these days, I see it at a lot of like kids' birthday parties that are not even ones that are just at people's houses. But like, um, I just beer is an available option frequently. That being said, we've had we've had alcohol available at uh, a ch child's birthday party of ours, but. Um, it's, I don't, I'm not saying it's bad. I actually kind of really like it. One time my daughter had a birthday party at a bowling alley, you know, and the, and the, it was like, it might've been 1230 is when it started. And, but the bar was open. I was like, all right, she's bowling. She's having fun. She doesn't want me getting in there. So I guess I'll sit at the bar and have a beer. So I've definitely done that, but it just seems that beer is just much more prevalent, like everywhere now. All right. Um, GC says, hi, Kapuzi. I'm 5'10 and about 130 pounds. Looking for some seven-inch running shorts that aren't baggy. I prefer a slim fit. What brands do you recommend that won't break the bank? Hmm. Normally, I would recommend uh, Path Projects, the seven-inch short, because I really that's my favorite seven-inch short. Um, you're about my height, you're a little bit lighter than I am, um, but I run in that seven-inch short before. It's a little bit long for summertime. I'd recommend their five-inch shorts for summertime. I think that's really nice. But they are a little bit more expensive than kind of like stuff that you can find on Amazon. For stuff that you can find on Amazon, a seven-inch short, I really like TCA for seven-inch shorts, but I think at that length, they're only unlined. So you'll need to have like running underwear underneath it because uh, it won't have a liner. So those are two brands that I would kind of look at first. Uh, Sean Marshall said, it's definitely the dads bringing the beer. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that's what it is. And I mean, but I just like, uh, you're dri some, someone's driving home. 
the kid in Little League's not driving, so I don't understand that some of the time. And I think there's there's a different level of comfort with things around here sometimes. Um, MC1796 says, Midwestern food is such a departure from the quinoa, kale, and buckwheat salads of the East Coast bubble, LOL. I mean, it can be, but I mean, I mean, my um, my like recollection and conception of like foods that I loved eating growing up is, is like New Jersey diner food. So like, that's not really like quinoa kale and buckwheat salad either. So it's quite in fact the opposite. I mean, some of my favorite things to eat at a New Jersey diner or used to be like a tuna melt. It's just absolutely delicious with a fresh Jersey tomato on it. Yeah, or like fresh onion soup. So it's like, I mean, those are the kinds of things that I, I kind of associate with the East Coast. Um, or if I'm further north, like a nice chowder, you know, those are the kinds of things I like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think that more, um, I mean, more, I guess, modern, I don't know, trendy food is the right word for that, um, uh, is very different than like what food was like 50 years ago, which makes sense. Things change. Uh, guy who says, I'm from the UK and I don't get tacos. I, I think maybe in the UK, like the closer thing would closest thing might be like Donner kebabs, I guess, you know, it's kind of the same concept. Um, I mean, most cultures have some sort of thing where it's some sort of bread or wrapper, uh, carb based wrapper with like a, a grilled meat on the inside. Um, it's kind of the same idea. I mean, I know that Donner kebabs are not British food, but I think maybe that's what a Brit might be familiar with. Um, Innes Dunbar said, I rewired a prison once, and that was an eye-opener. Well, I bet it was. Do you have all the plans then for escape routes from the prison if you had to rewire it? <laughs> oh, man. Um... Interesting. Sean Marshall says, my friend has recently recovered from ACL tear and went to Fleet Feet today to get scanned and measured for new running shoes. They sold him the same shoe I recommended, Ride 13s. Awesome. That's cool. I hope the, hopefully your friend has happy miles in them. Um, Chris Dyke says, I should just check your channel, but have you ever reviewed an on shoe? I've always been curious, but never enough to buy. I did one. I did the on Cloud Swift. Cloud Swift, I think. The first version. Uh, the first version was for sale for like two or three years, and then version two came out, and they didn't indicate that it was version two. It looked different, but they didn't like indicate anywhere that it was different. So, uh, but that was is more of like their speed shoe. So it had like all their shoes have a speed board, is what they call it, and the cloud technology. And I just didn't like the shoe. It definitely disagreed with me. It w it felt it felt like it was loading my quad in a weird way. I felt like I was fighting the cloud. Like, you know, like normally you think of a, your shoe, you hit the ground, the foam compresses, then it decompresses as your foot is picking up and it's nice and everything's synergistic. I felt like as my foot was still coming down, the, the clouds were bouncing back early. It's kind of like the micro sensation I felt. And so I just felt like I was always fighting the shoe and it, it really hurt my legs to wear it, to run in it. I, I, I mean, I don't, I think the cloud is a little bit of a gimmick. I, I was really surprised that when On made their like carbon fiber plated shoe that they didn't abandon the cloud. I suspected when On ma makes a racing shoe, that's when they'll like get rid of the gimmick of the clouds and reserve that for like their cushiest stuff and then for the faster shoes they won't have clouds. That's kind of where I I, I have been predicting that they were going to go. 
but they've surprised me. They still have clouds even in the racing shoe. That being said, lots of people love it. Um, I tend to have a stereotypical image that's a little bit derogatory uh, in terms of who tends to like the on shoes. But um, some people really love them. They have trail offerings. They have road offerings. But for me, it didn't work. Um, JC says, love the, love the parents escorting their trick-or-treating kids carrying their red solo cups. See, I've, I've never done that. But that does sound really quite pleasant. Um, but only if, like, only if you're doing that in a group. Because if I had, like, both my girls and I, I was, like, managing two kids or more in trick-or-treating, I would be like, I do not want to drink. That's just going to stress me out because I'm going to spill it on someone and then I'm going to have kids that smell like booze and I'm showing up to everyone's house. You know, that that'd be kind of weird. Um, CB76 says, if you had one hour to exercise in a prison yard running, yeah, I probably would. I just listened to um, a Morning Shakeout podcast. He interviewed a friend of his named Mike Rouse who's been in ultra running for like 30 years and has been in all sorts of positions in the running industry. And that's how he started out is because he was uh, back when he was you know much younger, um, put, went to jail on drug charges and then uh, was just like, I'm going to run during all my outdoor time. And that's how I got into running. So I'm like, if it worked for him, if I went to jail, I would find a way to run. He's like, we just ran. He's like, we didn't have GPS or even like, eva or foam we just had like our regular prison shoes and our khakis and he's like and it was in oklahoma in the summer and i just ran anyway and i was like that's a tough dude um rambling dude says uh or where did it go someone says i'm i'm ordering on uh grubhub as we speak that's funny um Martha says, so the prison slash running combo has me repeating. We watched Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner the other day. Um, disappointing and weird. I guess it's meant as a social clash commentary. I'll, I'll, that's interesting. Hmm. Because that sounds like a very cool movie. But I'll, maybe I'll try and check that out. I keep saying that I'm going to watch all these things, but I, I never do. Uh. see um scott says french fries with gravy uh, poutine yeah i love poutine that's something that's very delicious um yeah and i'm i'm, su I'm really surprised that it's something that hasn't like really caught on in the u.s because like in the especially around here people love cheese curds it's in all the gas stations around here but especially as you go further north um like into minnesota wisconsin there's cheese curds everywhere. Um, they squeak when you bite them, uh, and they're delicious. And on fries, it's even better. I think that French fries are a highly underrated food. I think it's weird that they're relegated to side dish category. I think that once you, especially when you can top them, like in a poutine kind of way, they make a really fantastic main course. My favorite food truck, I don't really like a lot of food trucks, but my favorite food truck in Chicago is Bruges Brothers, B-R-U-G-E-S. I think it's uh, French or Belgian. Um, and they just do poutines, just really fancy different poutines, like French fries topped with things. So it's amazing. Um, 
Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Ines Dunbar says, yeah, blueprints of Potterfield, Porterfield prison for sale. <laughs> That's the prison that he rewired. Uh, very funny. It make, reminds me of that movie, Prison Break. Guy says, OMG, donut kebab is great food at 4 a.m. LOL. I mean, that's my understanding. I don't think I've ever had, like, a legit donut kebab. There is a food truck in Chicago called Donnerman. D-O with a umlaut. O-N-E-R. D-O umlaut. N-E-R. Uh, men. M-E-N. Uh, food truck. And I think they actually have a physical location now, too. Uh, that food truck is great. Not a lot of vegetarian options or none anymore at that food truck. So I think I've eaten it like once. Uh, let's see. D Dev Runner says, um, I normally run in Hoka and Saucony, low drop shoes, five millimeters. I'm intrigued by Adidas SL20, but I'm concerned about the 10 millimeter drop. Would I do better with the New Balance Beacon 3? Um, I, I would say like normally I don't think about heel drop that much. And I think that 10 millimeter drop is a lot, but it doesn't normally bother me. Maybe it's because I'm coming from a position of I normally run in 10 millimeter heel drop shoes, or I frequently do these days. Um, I don't know what the drop is on the Beacon 3, but I thought it was 8. So, I mean, I don't think that that makes a huge difference. I could be, uh, maybe I'm really wrong. Maybe it's a 6 millimeter drop. I'm not sure. Um... Yeah, Rain Runner says, I remember Ginger Runner saying he got a lot of rocks stuck in the on-cloud outsole holes. Yeah, I've, I've had that experience as well. Um, let's see. Uh, Avdal23 says, Prison Break sucks after season two. It does. It really, it was so disappointing. Um, I really enjoyed season one, and then like I just stopped watching it at, like right around season two. And then I remember it had like three or four more seasons. Crazy. The doctor um, that helped what's his name escape. Um, she's cousins with uh, Tom Tunney, who's the alderman of the Forty Fourth Ward in um, in Chicago. So like, she's I've seen her around. Uh, Terrence Huey says uh, beacons are six millimeter. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't remember the beacon being six mil millimeter before. So, I mean, I don't really even notice that much of a difference. But I would say if you're very concerned about it, like if you have a history of having a hard time with 10-millimeter heel drop shoes, I would say go, go with the Beacons. Um, I think that the SL20 is better at being a speedier shoe than an everyday shoe. So, again, depends on what you're looking for as well. All right. Uh, Reed Morris is here. It says meeting ended early enough to join. Oh, that's awesome. Great to see you. Um, Let's see. Um, let's go with a couple more. Uh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let it go for today. Um, John Marshall says, starting to wonder if this is a running club or a food club. I mean, it's a little of both. I, I mean, um, I usually end up talking about food everywhere I go. So, I mean, my whole goal with these uh, uh, running club live streams is it's like, you know, it's kind of the same with what I hope for even just the regular YouTube channel videos is it's kind of like, you know, we're, we've gone for a run and I'm telling you about the shoe that I ran in last week, that kind of thing. Um, so it was like very, it's very similar to how I might talk about shoes, like with my running buddy. If I'm like, he's like, oh, well, like, what are those? And I might be like, oh, these are the Hoka Clifton 7s. You like them? 
you know, that's kind of like the conversation I have. What's different is, and I'm mostly like catering to a lot of like the, the internet, like not trolls, but the people that like constantly ask for it. I won't talk to him about like, well, this is a 10 millimeter heel drop shoe with 27 millimeters of stack height in the forefoot. The Nova Bless is also a 27 millimeter stack height shoe, but it's got this much heel drop in it. You know, like I would, I wouldn't talk that way, but you know, a lot of the ways that I tell them, I'm like, yeah, here's how I like it. That's kind of how I talk about it. These live streams, it's kind of like the run is over. Now, what are we going to talk about? You know, that's kind of like the feeling that I like having in these conversations. I feel like that's pretty consistent with other conversations I've had during runs or just after them, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that means it's going to be talking about running and food a lot. Um, <laughs> My wife just had me do a quick chore and I told her I was missing Kofuzi's Monday mukbang for this. She asked if I'm even speaking English anymore. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Um, Brian Davila says, do you watch what you eat on a daily basis? I normally don't. Uh, I should take better note of it. Um, occasionally, a couple times a year, I will photograph every single thing that I eat for an entire week. And that makes for a very um, eye-opening video. Like, everything that you eat. Like, even if it's like, oh, someone has popcorn. Oh, can I get some of that? And you, like, grab three kernels. I take a picture of that. Um, so... Um, yeah. So that's uh, something that I've done before. Uh, but for the most part, I don't. I tend to uh, just try to make sure that I'm eating whatever my body is asking for. Um, I think it's a generally a good practice. I mean, if your body's asking for more Cool Ranch Doritos all the time, then you know maybe you need to tweak that message a little bit, or maybe you're interpreting it or receiving it incorrectly. Maybe your body's asking you for more salt. Um, or maybe it's asking for, you know, more savoriness in your diet or maybe more sugar. I'm not sure. Um, Doritos are a confu confusing craving. But uh, that's kind of how I go about stuff. So I don't really watch too much what I eat. Um, these days, since I'm not going to work and at work I would always buy my lunch um, or I'd go out to eat my lunch. Uh, so these days, you know, it's a lot easier because we're cooking everything that we're eating. And so, like, I'm much more, like, directly connected to the food, and I can generally keep fewer, like, levels of processing out of it. Um, so, and I don't eat meat, or I very rarely eat meat. So, those, those are the only things that I really watch. Um, Sean Marshall says, Kofuzi, you know boardwalks have been on the French fry main course for years. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I do miss, like, uh, eating on the New Jersey boardwalks. Pizza is great. The French fries were always nuclear hot and burned your mouth. Oh, so many, so many, mostly the pizza is what I, rec I remember. But also, like, just grilling out. That was good, good memories. All right. Uh, Phil Ortman says, rank them. Favorite to least. Point to point, out and back, and loop. Oh, I say, um, my favorite would be point to point, then loop, then out and back. Out and backs are kind of boring. But that's kind of the most popular, I think. It's easy to do, but um, I like loops. I mean, I think I would like any of those as long as there aren't a lot of very sharp turns. They just drive me insane.
Oh, Louis M says, still waiting on your review of the 1904 St. Louis Marathon. That's weird. I don't even know how to review that. That's just a crazy story. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get one more. Tony says, I wonder if anyone in prison listens to Okufuzi. I don't know. If you are in prison, leave me a comment. Or, like, send me an instant message if that's a little bit more comfortable for you. I would love to. I'm not going to out you if you don't want me to. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Like, I want, sometimes wonder what the reach really is. Because I feel like eh, I recognize most of the people that I hear these days. You know, there's new people, and I re- sometimes recognize the news be- new people. But I definitely recognize the people that are here regularly. Um, so it feels like a very intimate kind of gathering. Uh, but I love to have more people. But, you know, I also know that, like, for the number of people that I see in, like, in the chat, like, scrolling on, like, this side for me, um, I know there's a lot of people that are watching that aren't commenting. And that's totally cool. That's totally cool. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I wonder what the real reach is. Interesting. Uh, Abdal23 says, how old are you, bruh? Uh, I'm 40. So, that's how old I am. Um, and let's see. Yeah. Oh, Martha mentioned the SJD stream. Did he hit the number? I didn't, I didn't have a chance cause I was outside with the girls and then I had to use my phone to play music for them while they were doing sidewalk chalk. So I couldn't watch the rest of his live stream this morning, but he was live streaming cause he was at like 99,000, like 600. So he still had like, or was it? Did he have 30 more to go? I thought he had like 300 more to go. And I have no idea what kind of pace he picks up subscribers at. Because I feel like he was just at 50,000. So he must be just picking up like so much momentum. But uh, did he like click over to 100,000 while he was on the live stream? That's pretty. That was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see that today. Um, yeah. I mean, what a week for him. He like wins a race, hits 100,000 subscribers, and then he's going on a little vacation. So very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, Martha says he hit 100,000 almost immediately. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, very cool. All right. Um, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, if you guys are here and don't know who Seth is for some reason, um, go check him out. That's Seth James Damore. Um, fantastic guy. Puts out really great videos and uh, very entertaining. I think that's where I'm going to leave it for today. Tomorrow's video, I actually have no idea what tomorrow's video is going to be. I have a couple of options, but we'll see what ends up happening. But we'll try and do, I'm going to try and do Trivia Tuesday. It's been a while since we've had a Trivia Tuesday. I think, I mean, I'm ready. I don't think anything's going to come up that would preclude me from being able to put together some questions. So I'll definitely start getting to work on that. I'll try to get working on that today. So that way it's not a last minute thing, which it usually is. But We'll see what happens tomorrow. In the meantime, hopefully you guys are staying safe out there on your runs, and I'll see you in the next one, everybody. Thank you.